0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Our fast ended on the 3rd of this month. So a couple of Saturdays ago, our, fast, our 20-day fast ended. Uh, but we're still praying, of course, for uh, God to reveal to us uh, what his will is uh, because we ask everybody to do one assignment uh, that's, that's very important is to ask God what he wanted you to do for him for 2018. And, and uh, we say, you know, you can ask, of course, uh, what, uh, you can ask him, say, look, God, I want you to do this for me in 2018. That's fine. But the most important, most important one is what can we do for God for 2018? That's a question I told you that I never asked before uh, because I have so many things that always uh, I know I should be doing better. And so I, so I just pick one of these. I know it's, it's God's will for me to be better This uh But I never ha- had asked him, what do you want me to do for 2018? The one thing, God, you want me to do. So uh, I'm, I'm still waiting on that one thing. I got so many things, but uh, I'm waiting on this one thing that he wants me to zoom in on this year. You say, well, it's already in the middle of February. Yeah, but see, we have all the way through uh, December, and I want to be zooming in on what God wants. I don't want to be in a hurry to do that. But while we are waiting on God to give us this one thing, we said that God wanted us to know that, there are, that he wants to bless us tremendously. Abundant above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works in us, and and He wants us to know how to receive those blessings. So we said, "Okay, God, uh, uh, that, that that's really good. There's a lot of things that I know that that um, you want us to uh, to do in order to receive these blessings. What are four things that really can hinder us from receiving all that you have for us?" And so I believe He gave them the four things that that really uh, he wants us to know that these four things can keep us from uh, receiving all that he wants to give us. And I gave you uh, two so far. And this one today is the third one, and next week could be the fourth one. Now, the, the first one, I said that God really uh, can keep us from receiving, well, not God can. We can keep ourselves from receiving all that God wants us for, for us. If we have an unbrighted tongue, an unbridled tongue. And I gave you two examples of unbridled tongue. I said one thing was that uh, if we speak against one another, because the scripture says in James, brethren, don't speak against one another. So speaking against one another will keep us from receiving all that God wants us to, to receive. Uh, that's part of an unbridled tongue. The other part of unbridled tongue is being a whisperer or a gossiper or someone who carries news about other people and those who receive news from other people about people. Uh, So that's someone who listens to gossip. So uh, the, the, the important thing God said, and then those things hit me, I like a brick, I think I said, whoa, my goodness gracious, this is really, really, really uh, hard, uh, because we have opinions about people, you know, regardless of what, what, who we are, if, if we, you know, be honest with ourselves, we have opinions about people, uh, especially if they don't do things that we think they should be doing, uh, we have opinions, and so uh, God says, I want you to keep your mouth closed about people, Especially the brothers and sisters of the Lord, don't don't talk about people. You know that that's not that's not your responsibility. I said, okay, all right. And I don't want you to receive good. I, I don't want you to see news. Uh, and sometimes it, it's good if you don't like the person, uh, but it's bad news a lot of times. Uh, I don't want you to receive it. So when somebody get ready to tell you something, stop them. Say, hey, wait, wait, wait. Hold that's okay. I, I don't need to know that. Uh, now, that is hard, too, because uh, you want to know things about people. Uh, you know, it's just come natural to want to know things about people. Uh, so uh, I've been trying to practice those two things, and it's, it's been hard, uh, but uh, I believe that, that God is well pleased when you put forth an effort to do that. Then I went over last week the second area that God wants us to uh, make sure we show up. And that's an area of, uh, I call it the Zacchaeus principle. I went over that last week, and the week before last, actually. And the Zacchaeus principle was that uh, you will remain the same unless God changes your heart. You will remain the same unless God changes your heart. And so Zacchaeus was a, a thief. He was uh, not doing the things he was supposed to do. Uh, but one thing that Zacchaeus did was he humbled himself before the Lord. And Zacchaeus, I think, had a desire to change. He had a desire to reverence Jesus Christ. And when he got that opportunity, then God was able to touch him in that area and change him. And how do we know that Zacchaeus changed? Because Zacchaeus said, "God, if I have, if if I have, Lord, if I have wronged anybody, if I have stolen from anybody, if I have, uh, uh, you know, defrauded anybody, I'll give back four times as much." And, and 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 see, Zacchaeus was a was a person who money had him, things had him, rather than him just having possessions of things. And Jesus said, well, today salvation has come to your house. And so uh, uh, I, I, want, I wanted God to touch our hearts in, 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 in the area of giving because I believe that it's an area that the, that the, that the, um, the world holds very high possessions, you know, and, and, and what, what our finances can buy. It holds it very high, and so we hold high people who have a lot of it. You know, so uh, God says that you know that that, that life does not depend upon the, 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 the amount of possessions that you have, and so He wants us to be able to be rich towards Him. Uh, but I know that I couldn't change, you couldn't change, no one can change unless God touches our heart, and changes us. And so uh, that's what we talked about last week. Now, uh, not the week before last, really. Uh, And I I said, uh, God, this is very interesting uh, because I talk about giving, and then it gets to be a bad weather, and we don't have service. God, I prayed against this bad weather, I can't understand this thing. I'm teaching on giving, and here, uh, you know, we can't can't have service. You know, that's not good. And, of course, uh, he doesn't uh, go by anything other than faith. And he said, well, well, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? You know, uh, did you teach on, on giving? Absolutely. Well, then have faith. I said, oh, okay. Okay, and then then last night I said, "Oh, it's raining, Lord, it's raining, it's raining. People might not come because it's raining. It's raining. What does it matter if it's raining? Our roof does not leak, right? Isn't it great yeah. that, that we have a dry church? You know, it's it's, it's important. We we can come in a, in a dry automobile, or we can have an umbrella to walk. We can do whatever. You know, God is so good. You know." And i said I told whenever I said this was a day that the Lord had made them rejoice and be glad in it regardless of what happens uh because uh it, you know I was glad when he said, Let's go to the house of the lord and and I said well if if the only thing I can do is just uh do what I'm supposed to do, and I get an opportunity all the time to walk the messages out. I really do and so uh I want to want to say last night, God, if people don't come because it rains, I hope you come back when it rains. <laughs> now that's a bad thought. You see, that's a bad thought. You know, you want them to come back when the sunshine, you know, when, it, when it's nice weather. Uh, you know, uh, uh, but see, I'm working on myself. I'm working on myself, and so I said, God. Uh, you know hold back the rain sometimes because I know they got to bring food, and i don 't want to be all all raining and stuff have mercy on on the people, Lord, so God wants us to walk his word out doesn 't he? That goes to the the third area: can our love go around? 37, and I'm, I'm going to set the stage for, for that in, in, in uh, 34. It says, But when the Pharisees heard uh, that Jesus was had silenced the Sadducees, uh, they gathered themselves together. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law. Okay, verse 37. He said to them, You shall love the Lord your Lord God with all your heart, with all your, your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. Then it says, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and prophets. So the third area that God says that can keep him from blessing us the way he wants to bless us is that if we don't have enough love to go around, if we don't have enough love to go around. I had a, uh, on the, on the uh, screen, uh, I, I had a a little thing that had hearts all around and sort of like a circle. And maybe, uh, do you have it back there? Uh, do you have that, that uh, little PowerPoint thing with the circle around it, the hearts? Can you throw it on the screen for me? Can your love go around? It was on the cards that we gave out for our guests also and, and, and invite people. Can my love go around? Can it go around? Do I have enough? He says that, that not having enough love to go around will prevent me from blessing you the way you want to be blessed. And the way I want to bless you, you've got to have enough love. To go around. Now. uh, We we know that. In. Let's go to. The gospel of. John. Chapter 13. Verse. 34. And he says there. That a new commandment I I give to you. That you love one another. Even as. I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this. All men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So he's saying, can your love go around? Well, so far, we can say, oh, God, yes, yes, yes. I love you with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind. I love you, Lord. And, yes, I love my neighbor as myself. Yes, I do. I love my neighbor as myself. But then when he says, I want you to love your neighbor as I have loved you. And I said, well, okay, now we have a problem because you love me when I didn't love you. You loved me when I was talking about you, to, about people. You loved me when I was an enemy of yours. You died for me when I was a sinner. And, Lord, that's hard to do for people you know don't love you, you know that they are, are using you, misusing you, and, uh, you know, it's just how can I love this person when they are doing things against me? How can I do that? Well, he says that, that you, have to, you have to have love that will go around. I said, okay, let's go a little further, Lord. So let's go to Matthew 5. Let's go there. And in Matthew 5, uh, 43, is is a good verse that that, kind of sums up how hard it is when it says that you have heard that it was said. You should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now that is a good one, isn't it? That is really, really good there. I like that one, isn't it? Now, don't y'all like that one? We can do that one, can't we? We can do that one. But then he says, but I say unto you, I want you to love, and that love is is in the present imperative, meaning that it's a continuous, uh, repeated action. I want you to keep loving, keep loving, keep loving, keep loving your enemies. And keep praying Keep praying, that's in the present imperative also, for those who persecute you. Now, that becomes hard, doesn't it? That becomes hard. Do I have enough love to reach to those who keep persecuting me? Do I have enough love to go around to those who they they, they want to continually be my enemy because they want to continually do things to hurt me. Will my love go around? I said, Oh man, this is not good, Lord, Cause, because it, I don't know how you feel, but but the things that we've given so far, the three things: unbrighter tongue. The, uh, having, a, having a heart like Zacchaeus who, who said, hey, I've been touched by Jesus. Hey, money is no longer an issue. You can have this stuff. All this stuff, I give it away. I give it four times as much. I am not. I don't care about this thing. All I care about is you, Lord. Uh, and, and now this one, these are hard things. Would you agree with that? These are hard things. Hard things. Then he says something in uh let's go to Matthew uh 12 46. Let's go there. Uh that that was I oh said, boy, boy, boy. It's getting it's getting rough, 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 Lord. So while he was still speaking to the crowds, behold, his mother and brothers were standing outside seeking to speak to him. Someone said to him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you. But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. I said, boy, he makes this thing hard. Hard, hard, hard. Because you know and I know that we love our mother. We do. And we we love our father. We love our parents. We honor them more than anybody. We also love our brothers and sisters, our blood brothers and sisters. We do. We do things for them we won't do for other people. Would you agree? agree. That makes it to me kind of hard because He's saying, my disciples, (laughs) that's my mother, that's my brother, that's my sister. Those are my disciples. Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven, that's my mother, that's my brother. What is wrong with, I don't understand this. Do you all understand this? That a person could think of somebody doing the will of God, the disciples, on the same plane, It's his mother, his brother and sister who he grew up with. Who does that? Put somebody on the same plane as your family. But he says, do you have enough love to go around? Do you have enough love to go around, Willie? Do you have enough love to go around? I said, God, my goodness gracious! I know my love goes to my wife. I do things for her that I won't do for other people. My love goes to my my daughters. You know, I do things for them that I won't do for others. But when you say do things for my neighbor, do things for you know the body of Christ because the, they, 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 they are doing the will of my Father in heaven. i got to treat them the same as my wife, on the same plane? Something is wrong with this message in here or something is wrong with me. Which do you think it is? <laughs> yes, it's something wrong with me. But I say this is a hard message. That's what I say. And I know that if he's telling us this today, that he wants to bless us abundantly above all we could ask to think according to the power that works in us, if if he wants to bless us more than we are being blessed now, and he gives us this area today of love, and he's saying that now now we're not talking about all this, you know, uh, well, I really love them because they really think the way I think. Uh, They they like the things I like. And we like to do the things together and and, and stuff like that. Uh, They look out for me. I look out for them. Yeah, we're like, you know, we're okay. I can love them. But this other person that's just contrary all the time, contrary, Whatever I want to do, they don't want to do. Whatever I like, they don't like it. you telling me I need to love them? I can't do that. But he's saying that, yes, you can. You can do that. Let's go a little bit further. Let's go to Matthew 10, verse 37. Let's go there. that I thought we were supposed to eat today and have fellowship. It was going to be a glorious occasion. And you come with a message like this. You know, I've, I invited guests to come today. And it's supposed to be an uplifting message. It's supposed to be a woohoo type of message. And it's a ugh type of message. Well, let me ask you. Do you want to hear the truth? Or do you want your ears tickled? And, and I believe you want to know the truth. Because the truth will make you free. You say, Oh, yeah. Okay, let's look at it. Verse 37. Listen is what, what Jesus said. Now, all these things I'm reading now, this thing is in red. And that tells you something in my Bible. is in red. You know? in your electronic device it's not in red problem. You know, but then this one is red. In other words, Jesus is speaking. This is what he said. He who loves his father or his mother more than me is not worthy of me. I said, And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Oh, that is hard, isn't it? Think about it now. Everybody who has kids, you know you would do for those children anything. I mean, come on. You would do anything. When, when, when I used to coach uh back, way back. In the days, and they came out with these leather tennis shoes because Chuck Taylors, their canvas tennis shoes, were the big things back then, long time ago. And then they came out with these leather shoes, cost forty something dollars. And 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 and, and uh, these kids, their parents would be on welfare, and they would make their mother pay for some tennis shoes to be in style. You know what I'm saying? And I was saying, son, you know, won't you just wear this Chuck Taylor's man? No, that's not in style, coach. You know, I want I want what's in style. But your mother can't afford it. You know that the mother was sacrificed. You know what I'm saying? Everybody sitting in here, your parents, particularly your mother, has sacrificed To get you what you wanted. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. And Sam, you better not say something. Your mother's in here. (laughs) You know. She sacrificed. Didn't you, Miss Dorsey? Didn't you sacrifice for those boys? Yeah, she did. She didn't have a lot of money. She sacrificed for those boys. You know, my mother sacrificed for me. We sacrifice for our, our daughters. Sometimes we would, come on now, we would go, we wouldn't buy us stuff in order to buy them stuff. Right? If we, if, if they wanted something for, for Christmas, we wouldn't get each other Christmas presents, so we'd have enough money to get them Christmas presents. Right? What is it that you wouldn't do for your children that you could do that was, you know, Norman, I mean, you know, you don't not going to give them no, no, not doing things simple. Uh, but you buy them anything, anything. And now we have people who have grandchildren, and my goodness gracious, uh, we spoil the grandchildren, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And Jesus is saying here. If you, if you love your father or mother or your son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of me. And I'm saying, well, well God, that means that the way I sacrifice to get my my children, our children things, I need to be sacrificing. To be a blessing to your kingdom for what you said you want—that's important to you. Because what's important to Jesus? The poor, right? Does, doesn't He wants to give to the poor, the orphans, the widows? Come on now, He He wants us to give, 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 give. He wants to. How do you think people's souls? Gonna get saved if we don't give finances. You remember we had, and I'll show you um, uh, a, a little video clip that they 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 sent us uh, maybe uh, next week. Uh, the the Sowers, they're in Honduras now. Okay, we have a we have a a, a, a missionary to be right in here now, don't we? Yep, she was a missionary to be right now, uh, and and. How is she going to go? How are they going to go to Honduras if they're not sent? Right? You can't just get on a plane and say, hey, I'm going for the master's business. They say, you can go where you want to, but you better go out of here. You know, you ain't getting on no plane with no money. No ticket. No, no. You got to have money, and you got to have money to save souls. You have to do that. And so... God says, "I want you to give. I want you to give. I want you to give. I want you to give because my work is very important." And we said, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I can't do that because I got, I got children that I got to give to." Come on, right? And anybody who has children in college knows how much it costs to send them to school. He says that you're not worthy of me if you love them more than you love me. I said, whew, "My goodness gracious, God, you are, you are giving us some tough things here to chew on." Would you would you agree with me that that's that's kind of tough? That's kind of tough. That's kind of tough. So if I'm a to sacrifice for my daughters, I need to sacrifice for Jesus. Is that correct? That's right. And I said, well, I do sacrifice. I'll I, I serve. I'll serve Him because I, I work on this. I work on this. I do that. But he said, oh, but I want you to. Uh, I want you to give too. Uh, but I don't have the money to give. Well, sacrifice. Why do you think he tells some people, go sell what you have and give to the poor? You remember he said that? Why do you think he said that? Because he's not dealing with a lot of rich folks. He's not. He's dealing with people who are are just making it. And he says that, you know, I know you might not have any money right now, and and you don't have have, have a lot of uh, account just for giving in the bank, but, I, but you got some possession. Go sell something and give to the poor. See, it's only one person he told go sell everything and give to the poor. He said that there's a rich young ruler that we call the young, young ruler. But everybody else, he said just sell what you have and give to the poor. That's what I want you to do. Because we have a lot of stuff that we can sell to give, don't we? That's why we have a, a yard uh, sale, giveaway, whatever we call it, uh, once a year. And this year we said, "This is what we're going to do with this money. We're going to have the bring, bring, bring lightly used stuff. We're going to sell it, and then what we get, we're going to give it to those who are less fortunate than us." And we gave that to, I think the. The victims that were in uh, Houston, I think, the flood victims in Houston. So uh, we want to continue to do things like that: sell what you have, give to the poor. You see? And so a lot of times we have people say, "Well, why are you? Why if you bake a cake uh, uh, and 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 you 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 sell it out there, you know, you like a money changer. You know, you don't want to sell stuff in the temple." Well, what we're doing is we have flour at home, we have sugar, we have all that stuff, so we can bake a cake. Then we can say, hey, uh, donations only, and, and and we can then take that money, and then we give to places in Lynchburg. You know, whether, whether it be the uh, daily bread, whether it be the, uh, uh, maybe it's sometimes uh, we give to, uh, some of the homeless shelters and things like that. But that's what we want to do. Give to the poor. Because we want to be obedient to to the scripture. Are y'all okay now? You still okay? Okay. All right, just want to let you. Now I'm not there yet. I am not there yet. I know what he said. I know his scripture And I know I'm the pastor standing up here. I know that I'm supposed to have been doing this from my youth up. I know that. But I I am not there. How about you? And you say, I am there. You're the only one not there. Well, okay. All right. Okay. But I want to get there. I want to get there. How how, how do I get there? So I asked God. Let's let's go to the Gospel of John again. And let's end there. In the Gospel of John. Chapter 15. He says that. Verse 1. I am the vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch. In me. That does not bear fruit. He takes away. And every branch. That bears fruit. He prunes it. So that it will bear more fruit. Then he says. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides. And that's, that's a continuous thing again. Keep abiding. Keep abiding. Keep abiding in me. And I in him. He bears much fruit. For apart from me. You can do nothing. You can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up, and they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, they continue to stay in you, they continue to stand in, in you, you're doing my word, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Just as my Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. So how do we do this thing? How do we become lovers So filled up that our love will go around. It will go around. It will reach, yes, our mate if we are married. Yes, it will reach our children. Yes, it will reach to, first of all, you know, the father. Yes, it will reach to our mothers and our, our fathers. Yes, it'll reach to our neighbors. Yes, it'll reach to our enemies. Yes, it'll reach to the body of Christ. Yes, it'll reach to those who persecute you, those who despitefully use you. Yes, and say all manner evil against you, our love will reach to them too. Our love is so strong, our love reaches all around. Our love can go the distance because Jesus' love goes the distance. Would you agree with that? Who is it that Jesus doesn't love? Huh? I mean, we we talking about a murderer. We're talking about somebody like the the, 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 the the apostle Paul who was Saul. We, we know that he loved them. His love reaches to Zacchaeus. Even though he was a, a a thief, a tax collector, his love reached to him. His love reached to the Pharisees. His love reached even to the person that was on a cross hanging next to him who was talking about him and laughing about him, and then he found one of them came to his sisters and said, "Hey, this man has done no wrong. We've done wrong, but not he. You know. Hey, God, can can you? Can I be with you?" He said, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." Hey, his love went to him. His love went to all of them. Do you know he died for the Pharisees too? Yeah. He died from the fire for the fire, see? Uh, So, wow. Can our love go the distance? Can our love go the distance? The only way, he said, your love is going to go the distance if you abide in me. Just like a branch on a tree abides in that trunk of that tree. In the, in the tree, everything that goes through that trunk, is that, 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 that's going to go to the limbs and it's going to bear fruit and a vine dresser is going to prune it, and it's going to bear more fruit. That's the only way you can do it, because I am love. That's what he said. Is that true? The scripture said that, that God is love. So his love goes a distance. So the only way our love can go to distance is if we abide in him and just, just remain in him and stay in him and say, God, you feed me. Feed me through the Holy Spirit let your love flow through me to my enemies. Let your love flow through me to those who despitefully despised of me. Let your love flow through me for those who, even though I tell them to do something, they won't do it. they they going to do what they want to do. And we know we have children like that, don't we? You know, they, they do what they want to do. We tell them, I don't want you to do that. They're going to do what they want to do sometimes. And, and he said, my love reaches to the rebellious. My love reaches to the murderers. My love reaches into the prison. My love reaches to all of the the, the, the lost. I came as a physician to save those who are sick, not those who are well. My love is that way, and your love can be that way too if you abide in me. I said, Lord, have mercy on me because I'm not there, but I want to be there. That, that's it. I want to be there. Well, that's number three. I will go to number four next week. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom@comcast.net, at Or call us at 434 847 Four seven nine six. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.